Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, The Lord Returns for Believers. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Before we start, I have a brief announcement. It is important. In September, we will be moving away from our Podomatic primary host to a new home host at Pinecast.com. To be clear, we are not on Pinecast yet. So please do not look for us. We will have more information in our post announcements and updates as this situation warrants. Please listen to hear this information later in this podcast. Thank you all for listening and following us. Last week, we continued our study found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9-12. through 12. Verse 11, in part, reads, Aspire to lead a quiet life, to attend to your own business, and to work with your hands as we commanded you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, in part. What's up with that? How does anyone do the work we are called to do with the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, study the Bible to learn more, and more, and witness with everything this partial sentence in verse 11 tells us to do? This week, we finally get to read about the subject almost all of us know is found in these two books. News of Christ's second coming for us. Let us start looking into this matter. Our verse range is only six verses long. Yet, they say so much. More on this subject will be found when we get into 2 Thessalonians. Now, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so also we believe that God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep as Christians. For we tell you this by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive who are left until the coming of the Lord, will surely not go ahead of those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be suddenly caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Verses 14 and 15 may lead some to think there is no pre-tribulation ascension of earthbound believers, 
and those who have died before us. We will see this is not the case. For today, we understand less about what is being said here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13-18 through 18, than our predecessors did when these words were first spoken. We should also note that verse 14 and 15 speak to us more elusively than literally today. However, this complete text better defines what is being said which, for us today, better clears this present misunderstanding. For this is said again, a bit more clear, which, for us today, helps our present-day understanding. Please also note, when commentary says, quote, the pious, end quote, or uses the word pious in other language structure, commentary is referring to those and us who are only saved in Christ. Before we read commentary, it makes reference to a Bible called the Complutensian Edition. More currently, the Complutensian Polygot Bible. It was the first multilingual Bible, circa 1436 through 1517. Commentary reads on verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, as they seem to have been, about the state of the pious dead, the rule and measure of mourning for them, the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead, the second coming of Christ, and the future happiness of the saints. Wherefore, the apostle judged it necessary to write to them upon these subjects. The Alexandrian copy and others, the Complutensian edition, the Vulgate, Latin, Arabic, and Ethiopic versions read, quote, We would not have you to be ignorant, end quote, concerning them which are asleep, that is, dead. It was in common use among the Eastern nations when they spoke of their dead to say they were asleep. This way of speaking is used frequently both in the Old and the New Testament, and very often with the Targumists because there is a likeness between sleep and death. In both there is no exercise of the senses and persons are at rest, and both rise again, and they are common to all men, and proper and peculiar to the body only. The apostle designed such persons among the Thessalonians, who either died a natural death, or were removed by violence through the rage and fury of their persecutors, for whom their surviving friends were pressed with overmuch sorrow which is here cautioned against, from the new John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. When one of our loved ones travels to a different place, we do mourn them in a way, yet we do not mourn them as dead. Today, we do not call this mourning of an absent loved one. We say, we miss them, quote-unquote, or maybe something else. We, today, sometimes in long absences, do mourn that loved one being away in their travels. In the days of Scripture, 
this form of missing loved ones is thought of this way with the increased understanding of human death making this permanent. For our loved ones away and living, it has a clear yet unseen aspect in the fact that we should know they are still with us while yet far away in travel. Therefore, this analogy works with those who have died of whom we know and or are related to as well, who are definitively saved by Christ for the same rule by comparison applies. Remember what commentary said, quoting, concerning them which are asleep, that is, dead. It was in common use among the Eastern nations when they spoke of their dead to say they were asleep. This way of speaking is used frequently both in the Old and New Testament, and very often with the Targumists, because there is a likeness between sleep and death. Hopefully, you can more clearly see how the analogy in commentary informs us of this subject about those who are saved in Christ, but who have unfortunately died at any time from the past to the present day. Now, verse 14 should provide more solid clarity on the subject of being taken up by Jesus. It reads, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so also we believe that God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep as Christians. Or, in other words, those we know as fellow Christians, as brothers and sisters, or our personal family who are saved in Christ and have died. We should properly think of them as asleep instead of dead and departed. Commentary on this verse reads, The saints that are dead are not only represented as asleep, as before, but as, quote, asleep in Jesus, end quote, to distinguish them from the other dead, the wicked, for the phrase of sleeping in death is promiscuously used of good and bad, though most commonly applied to good men, and so say the Jews, quote, we used to speak of just men, not as dead, but as sleeping, saying, Afterwards, such an one fell asleep, signifying that the death of the righteous is nothing else than a sleep. End quote. To represent death as a sleep makes it very easy and familiar, but it is more so when it is considered as sleeping in Jesus, in the arms of Jesus and such as are asleep in him must need be at rest and in safety. Some join the phrase, quote, in, end quote, or, quote, by Jesus, end quote, would the word bring and read the passage thus, quote, them that are asleep by Jesus will God bring with him, end quote, 
intimating that God will raise up the dead bodies of the saints by Christ as God-man and mediator, and through him will bring them to eternal glory and save them by him as he has determined. From the new John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. Further, Barnes says this as well. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that is, if we believe this, we ought also to believe that those who have died in the faith of Jesus will be raised from the dead. The meaning is not that the fact of the resurrection depends on our believing that Jesus rose, but that the death and resurrection of the Savior were connected with the resurrection of the saints, that the one followed from the other, and that the one was as certain as the other. The doctrine of the resurrection of the saints so certainly follows from that of the resurrection of Christ that if the one is believed, the other ought to be also. From Barnes New Testament Notes. Also, reference 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 14. Let us look at that reference. However, we will read the entire context for better clarity. It reads, Now if Christ is being preached as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is futile and your faith is empty. Also, we are found to be false witnesses about God because we have testified against God that he raised Christ from the dead when in reality he did not raise him if indeed the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is useless. You are still in your sins. Furthermore, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. For if only in this life we have hope in Christ, we should be pitied more than anyone. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19. I think this last commentary passage on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 13, provides real enlightenment if we are still a bit unsure of what is being said here. Commentary reads, But if there be no resurrection of the dead, if the whole subject is held to be impossible and absurd, then it must follow that Christ is not risen, since there were the same difficulties in the way of raising him up which will exist in any case. He was dead and was buried. He had lain in the grave for three days. His human soul had left the body. His frame had become cold and stiff. The blood had ceased to circulate and the lungs to heave. In his case, 
there was the same difficulty in raising him up to life that there is in any other, and if it is held to be impossible and absurd that the dead should rise, then it must follow that Christ has not been raised. This is the first consequence which Paul states as resulting from the denial of this doctrine, and this is inevitable. Paul thus shows them that the denial of the doctrine, or the maintaining the general proposition, quote, that the dead would not rise, end quote, led also to the denial of the fact that the Lord Jesus had risen and, consequently, to the denial of Christianity altogether and the annihilation of all their hopes. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. Now, verses 15 through 17 in the book of 1 Thessalonians should now make more sense as we read. For we tell you this by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will surely not go ahead of those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be suddenly caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. That should make this whole subject very clear at this point. Simply put, if we are saved, we will go home to be with Jesus this side of the tribulation period. His coming for us is the only biblical truth that has absolutely no prerequisites to be fulfilled before it happens. This is the stumbling block so many trip over since everything else has some number of prerequisites before it can happen. The analogy of Christ coming for his bride is the only way we can find some understanding of how this all will work. In the day, a Jewish bridegroom came for his bride at a time that was unannounced because that time was held by the bridegroom's father alone. This day and time was planned only by the father of the bridegroom. The bridegroom was released by his father when the catching of the bride was to occur. Do you see a pattern here? The engaged bride-to-be knew this with sincere, definite understanding. Therefore, she waited patiently for her bridegroom to come, unannounced with impressive fanfare at his arrival. Any woman not attached by engagement knew he was not coming for her, but the real bride who was attached to the groom by engagement. This story is found in your Bibles. It is in the New Testament Gospels. Check it out if you are curious. It is spoken by Jesus as a parable or what we today call analogy 
for further and more immediate understanding. For more information, see the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. I gave you the dramatically condensed version here to accommodate time issues in this podcast. Continuing. Our last verse passage of examination reads, The dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive, who are left, will be suddenly caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 in part, and verse 17. On this, and in closing, commentary from the New John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible reads, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, suddenly, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and with force and power, by the power of Christ, and by the ministry and means of the holy angels, and to which rapture will contribute the agility which the bodies both of the raised and changed saints will have, and this rapture of the living saints will be together with them, with the dead in Christ, that will then be raised so that the one will not come before the other, or the one be sooner with Christ than the other. But the one being raised and the other changed, they will be joined in one company and general assembly and be caught up together in the clouds, the same clouds perhaps in which Christ will come, will be let down to take them up. These will be the chariots in which they will be carried up to him. And thus, so at this time, will all the saints ride up in the clouds of heaven to meet the Lord in the air, whether he will descend and will then clear the regions of the air of Satan and his posse of devils, which now rove about there, watching all opportunities and taking all advantages to do mischief on earth, these shall then fall like lightning from heaven and be bound and shut up in the bottomless pit till the thousand years are ended. Here Christ will stop and will be visible to all and as easily discerned by all, good and bad, as the body of the sun at noonday. As yet, he will not descend on earth, because it is not fit to receive him. But when that and its works are burnt up, and it is purged and purified by fire, and become a new earth, he will descend upon it, and dwell with his saints in it. And this suggests another reason why he will stay in the air, and his saints shall meet him there in whom he will take up with him into the third heaven till the general conflagration and burning of the world is over, and to preserve them from it. And then shall all the elect of God descend from heaven 
as a bride adorned for her husband, and he with them, and the tabernacle of God shall be with men. See Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. And so shall we ever be with the Lord now, meaning today and pre-rapture. The saints are with him at times and have communication with him, but not always, but then they shall be ever with him, wherever he is, first in the air, where they shall meet him, then in the third heaven, where they shall go up with him, then on earth, where they shall descend and reign with him a thousand years, and then in the ultimate glory to all eternity. And this will be the issue and accomplishment of the counsel and covenant of grace, of the sufferings and death of Christ, and of his preparations and prayers. Next week, we will start to examine chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians. It will be titled, The Day of the Lord. In chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 read, Now on the topic of times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord will come in the same way as a thief in the night. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-2 through 2. Does this not sound familiar with other New Testament scripture? Play or download next week's episode titled, The Day of the Lord. Download this episode from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. A quick note to update our listeners to a podcast post move. We will be moving from Podomatic to Pinecast in just a few short weeks. Please note, we are not on Pinecast yet. Please do not look for us there right now. We are not there. We want to give you ample notification of our move to Pinecast so you are ready for it when we move. Our primary reason for moving is the fact that we have greater storage capabilities with Pinecast than we do with Podomatic. On Podomatic, we are limited to 2 gigabytes of storage. If we want or need more, the cost is too prohibitive to obtain. While we also pay for Pinecast hosting, they do not have a storage limit, which, we hope, you find as appealing as we do. More information may follow. Stay alert. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. All other quotes bear the source they are from. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all.
If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. For more information, check out our mobile, tablet, and desktop-compliant website. Our subdomain hosted at site123.com is unchurched.site123.me. This website is where you will find additional information about us and the podcast platforms we are in syndication with. Find direct links to all our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item on our website. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast platforms. Please use the search phrase, Church of the Un, insert dash symbol, Church. Again, Church of the Un, insert dash symbol, Church. To find us on a podcast platform like iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or Spotify, to name a few. We refresh our RSS feed with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, American Eastern Time. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. If Podomatic has any server issues, all linked episodes on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher will be unavailable for the duration of the server downtime. We therefore host all episodes on our backup host, anchor.fm forward slash unchurched. No matter where you find us, please enjoy our podcast. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.